And welcome back to the B Block here on the Media Virus Podcast. And like I said in the, uh, at the tail end of A Block, we're going to talk about some millennial news, or not millennial news, but I do have a millennial story, but Gen X-centric news, news that matters to, to us, the, the Gen Xers here, watching the world burn around us, huffing in all that Canadian smoke. You know, Canadian smoke is the, wait, it's a different kind of thing, I think. I don't think that's the same thing. No? Canadian, no. Oh. I've never actually, I mean, God, how would I know? <laughs> I guess, I mean, if you buy from the street, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you never know exactly where it's really coming from. Yeah. So that's, um, what's, uh, what, what's the first story well, on, the, uh, on the agenda? Oh, wait, I gotta, well, as Jen, what? Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't what? looking at, not looking at the right thing. Oh. As usual. Well, um, as, uh, as Gen Xers, you know, it, it's important that we look around at the generations around us. And it, it turns out that millennials are kicking back at Gen Z because Gen Z has try, is trying to cancel Eminem. Good luck. And, you know, Eminem, I believe he's a Gen Xer. I believe he's... Well, that's the, that was the... You know, people want to fuck with Generation X. You know, you argue with us. Go ahead. Go ahead, argue with us. We, we, Eminem, gangster rap as a whole. Death metal. Yeah. These are all Generation X inventions. Speed metal, thrash metal. These are all, these are all, this is what we came up with. These were our ideas. Yeah. Punk, come at us. Punk bro. rock wasn't quite good enough for us, okay? No, I mean, it was it, even, <clears throat> it just got progressively like, you know, more in your face and more, and, and, what are you going to cancel him now for? He, he, he's got, I mean, he doesn't care. He's got your money. And yep. people, here's the thing. People are going to spend their money on what they want to spend their money on. They will. I guarantee you right now, if Eminem sold, was start, dropped an album and needed somebody to fucking buy it, people would fucking buy it. Well, Kid Rock keeps what making is. money. What's that? Kid Rock keeps making money. Right? As long as you have an audience, you can't, you can't be canceled. As long as you have an outlet to your audience, as long as you can get to the people who want to listen to you, right? Yeah. That's our problem is the network keeps holding us down. Yeah. Not so much the network, but the parent company of the network. Yeah. And, you know. In a recent turn of events. breaking our shit. What? In a recent turn of events, it seems that the world of music has once again become a battleground for genera generational differences. Millennials and Generation Z are now voicing their concerns over controversial lyrics and past actions of one of the industry's most iconic figures, Eminem. It's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous. You can't enforce your fucking moral stand. And plus, how soft is your life that you're that people are worried about this shit? Well, that's that's the problem. You know, whereas we have this doesn't bo doesn't bother me because it doesn't affect me attitude. Everybody else wants to be sad and hurt for everybody else, and that is definitely problematic. Um, so I, I think that's where that comes from. According to a trending article on IGV official titled millennials and Gen Z cancel Eminem problematic or progress. Young listeners are questioning whether Eminem's lyrics often characterized by explicit language and themes align with today's evolving cultural norms. 
The article highlights a growing sentiment among the younger generations who argue that Eminem's music perpetuates misogyny, homophobia, and violence. Social media. Yeah, that's why we like it. Social media platforms are abuzz with discussions on whether artists like Eminem should be held accountable for their past creations. No, because there's nothing to be held accountable for. Uh, it's words. However, it's worth noting the, also, the article also presents a counter-narrative, with some, some defending Eminem's work as a form of artistic expression and a reflection of the era in which it was created. I'm going to read that again because I think those are really important words. It's worth noting that it, res- it presents a count- that there's this counter-narrative defending the work as a form of artistic expression and reflection of the era in which it was created. Thank you, for fuck's sake. Dude, we talk about changing... Doc- Dr. Seuss is offensive to some people. Yes. All right? We got to stop worrying about what's offensive. And what we've done this because we didn't want our little darlings to hear curse words. We didn't, you know, oh, we didn't, you couldn't let them watch R-rated fucking movies. And now, now they're offended by everything. Oh, don't watch Family Guy. Eh, fuck you. Hey, I, I remember, you know, fighting hook, tooth, and nail to get to see Porky's as a kid. Right. And Looking if you remember... There's the shower scene where they have the hole in the lady shower yeah. and they're all peeping through and then the girls realize it and they send the big Bertha, the gym teacher in just about the time that Pee Wee dangles his dingle through the hole oh, and he grabs it and she grabs a hold of it and, and tries to pull him through by it. I mean, I'm sure somebody's offended, but that was, that was fucking funny. Yeah. It's good old fashioned wholesome entertainment. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, and we're going to see, listen, it's, if it, here's the thing is I don't think that this is a large section of the population. I think that these are the kids that, you know, the elites know. You understand what know. I'm saying? It, they're they're, I mean, they're got, making like, enough listen, noise to be heard. Look, little 12-year-old kids are out fucking wreaking havoc. And it's a beautiful thing because that's what they should be doing. But I, I sincerely doubt that they're, you know, while, they're, while they're, they're bullying their friend, they're worried about Eminem lyrics. Well, while this debate unfolds, it raises a broader question about the impact of cancel culture and the role of artists' histories in shaping public perception. Are we witnessing a necessary reckoning with the past or an attempt to erase artistic legacies altogether? Ring, 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 ring. We reached out to representatives from Eminem's camp for a statement, but have yet to have a response. Nevertheless, it's clear that this discussion extends far beyond the boundaries of a single artist, highlighting the ongoing cultural shifts and clashes between different generations. Like, oh, my God, Like, why do you even have to kill chickens? You can just go buy them at the grocery store. As always, we encourage our listeners to engage in respectful dialogue and consider multiple perspectives when discussing we, topics as complex as this. We don't. The world of music. you got to stop listening to kids. They're kids. They don't fucking know any better. That's what you, and you know, not for nothing. We got, who, who's putting these fucking ideas in these kids' heads? It's got to stop. 
Well, I mean, we got to we got to bring back like public beatings. I don't know about public beatings, but I mean, beat your kids in front of people. I, I try to be very open minded, um, artistically anyway. Um, you know, and you know, one of the things that that I always say is, you know, whatever it takes for you to get down, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, it's not that big of a deal to me. I mean, yeah, I don't. It's just not. I like Eminem's music. A lot of folks do. Yeah. I mean, speaking of people, uh, you know, pretty much having to answer for their past, Bob yeah. Van Margera is not doing so great. Yeah, there's, uh, uh, it, it seems that Bam's on 5150 hold. Uh, <laughs> good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the TMVP Net News Update. I'm your host, and we have some breaking entertainment news to share with you. Just a reminder for those, for more details on this story that we're about to cover, you can visit TMZ.com. Now let's get right into it. Renowned skateboarder and television personality Bam Margera is making headlines once again. Reports have surfaced regarding a concerning incident involving the star. According to TMZ, Bam Margera has been placed under a 5150 psychiatric hold due to family concerns for his well-being. The situation unfolded when Bam's brother, Jess Margera, expressed worries about his sibling's mental state. The family decided to take action, resulting in Bam being placed on a 5150 hold, which allows for involuntary psychiatric evaluation for up to 72 hours. Ring, 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 ring. We reached out to Bam Margera's representatives for comment, but they have yet to respond. However, this isn't the first time that the former Jackass star has faced personal struggles in the public eye. Uh, we don't. Uh, you know, I just, I just I skateboard and uh, kick my own ass. That's what I do. That was a Bam Margera interview. Okay. Oh, there it is. I've been dealing with a lot of emotional issues, and it's been a tough battle. That's pretty much the same thing I said. The troubled skateboarder has been open about his mental health challenges in the past, and his struggles have been well-documented through his appearances on reality TV shows and social media platforms. A friend of Bam Margera uh, gives us this soundbite. We want Bam to get the help he needs. He's been through a lot, and we're hoping this hold will turn be a turning point for him. Friends and fans have have rallied around Bam, expressing their support and hope for his recovery. Mental health advocacy groups also emphasize the importance of seeking help when needed, reinforcing the message that no one should face these challenges alone. Can you sound like a mental health expert, or should I do that part? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, right? Yeah, go ahead. Hang on. It is crucial for individuals experiencing mental health struggles to reach out for support. Whether it's from loved ones or professionals, early intervention can make a significant difference in their well-being. While we wait for updates on Bam Margera's condition, we hope that he receives the necessary support during this difficult time. Mental health awareness remains a critical issue, and incidents like this shed light on the importance of addressing it. It, addressing it with empathy and understanding. 
That includes our coverage of Bam Margera's 5150 hold, and we are getting a telephone call. Music, thoughtful background music. Answer the phone there. I'm trying. Media Virus Podcast, you are live. Mike, is that you? Pete, is that Pete? Where have you yes, been? Yes. Holy shit, man! I got I got kidnapped, dude. Pete's you, Pete's been kidnapped. So, what? What? Where are you? Where? I was. Uh, they, they 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 came into my house. They put a black bag over my head, and they and they and they took me. I'm in a, I'm in a parking lot somewhere. Are you are you where in a? And you called us. They left you in a parking lot. Well, sort of. Are you in a? Are you in the trunk of a car? I, I, I started. I started. I started to to talk about um, my life and the podcast, and they threw me out of the van. Weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you bored them to death. <laughs> <laughs> you think? I don't know. Uh, oh, so what? What? Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. We're doing good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I mean, did you hear about the, you know, did you hear couple, about Ben Marchera? You know, after, after the tuck and roll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Did you hear? Did you Did you hear about Bam being on fifty one fifty hold? Bam Marchera. Uh, who? Bam oh, yeah. Did they, did they find him? Yeah. yeah they, they did. They did find him. He's on psychiatric hold. Oh. Wow. Tough, tough, tough ride there. At least yeah. for 72 hours. Wow. This parking lot smells like weed. What parking lot is that? Uh, it is the parking lot of bar 13. Ah, oh, you're right down the street. Uh, from so you're out, you're out yes. for, for the Fenris show tonight over there. Yes, that is correct. Uh, we, you know, my friend kidnapped me and threw me out of his car. No, <laughs> was there any? Uh, yeah, is there any anybody that opened mic that you thought was funny? I haven't actually been inside yet. Okay. All right. So you're on a scouting mission for the for the Media Virus podcast to get some new guests. Yes. Maybe. Sort of. I guess I might as well make that work. You, you know. You are now. You take, van, you're, like, you're using. Right down the street. I ask you for two hours a fucking week, and and you bail on it to go do to go. I taught, no. I was. I I, I really. I kind of was kidnapped. My friend, I got in the car. We were going to go see a movie. He says, um, so we're not going to go to the one right by your house. We're going to go to the one up uh, in in North Wilmington. And I'm like, sure. And then I'm like, you know, what, what, what time are we seeing the movie? And I'm doing the math and I'm going, well, that's not going to work. I thought I'd be home by the time. Uh, and then he said, well, and then we're, you know, since we're up there, We'll uh, we'll take a little, you know, trip down the street to the your favorite bar. And I was like, "Well, you're driving, so like, I really can't, you know, do anything about this." <laughs> right. Well, well, go in there, make some friends, do some, you know, find some funny people to come hang out with us. Yeah, and if if you find anybody that's interesting mm-hmm. enough, drag them out in the parking lot and call in again. Yeah, that 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 might be a plan. I I, I kind of like that idea. All right. Although we are running incredibly so. on time. Yeah, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you guys are you heading fun. out to Yeah, you're going to you're going to go go do go do some scouting for us. I'm going to dust myself off and uh, I'm going to I'm going to walk in here and uh, see how many people fall on the floor. 
Okay. Right. And uh, if, if you have anybody carve their phone number in your body, just make sure it's in parts that we don't mind looking at so that we can transcribe the number later. Uh, will do. Roger that. <laughs> I don't even... I was, I'm not even sure I quite understood where that came from, but... <laughs> All right. All right, Pete. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Good job. Well, you're welcome. Talk, talk to you guys later. All right, man. Be safe. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete from the Media Virus Spunky Podcast. Pete, yeah, let us know that he wasn't going to be here. And, uh, An hour before yeah. showtime. Oh, it's all right. But uh, I'm sh- the, the fact is he, he didn't, he tried to, he, he wanted to be here. It's just that things didn't work out that way. You know, it was his I intention mean, to join us. Right. Up until an hour. <laughs> Listen, since you're, since you're, you know, out and about and at an open mic night where, you know, they might have somebody entertaining. Sure. What's going on? Make some friends. So now that we're, uh, we're having our Gen X chat, there's, there's something that's very Gen X that is, uh, is about to have a sequel. And I'm, I am really jazzed about this. Yeah, I, I read about this. I was super, uh, super excited. And uh, I, I, I sincerely hope they stick to the, like, I hope it's as raunchy too. Yeah, you know I mean, I yeah. hope that it sticks to the. I hope it sticks to a. Yeah, there was a certain inappropriateness. Uh, I, I, I don't know about raw. I don't know that I'd say it was raunchy, but there was a certain inappropriateness that was there, and. Uh, there was the nice fucking model and honking on his balls. Yeah, every kid, every every kid, in the world when they saw that movie, oh, they did it to their parents. I thought that every, was the probably the best line in the in the whole film. I, model <laughs> yep every every kid loved that i know i did yeah i it it as far as i'm concerned it was brilliant absolutely brilliant and uh good evening i'm professor mike latouris i'm here with the latest gen x news acclaimed actor michael keaton and renowned director tim burton are teaming up once again for a highly anticipated sequel According to reports from CNN, the duo are set to reunite for Beetlejuice 2. I sincerely hope this isn't a pile of shit. The news... It, go ahead. I mean, it, it could turn into a pile of shit. It very well could. It could. No, Tim, but Tim Burton hits home runs. All the time. I mean, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Right? I mean, just... The Nightmare so, Before Christmas. Right. But he also, I mean, there's some, like, the Corpse Bride's not a huge... No, but it's... Not as big as, you know, it wasn't as big as the other one. And then he's got some... Uh, James and the Giant Peach was pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, Tim Burton, he, he's got a, a group of people that he works with regularly. Yeah. Um, you know, Michael Keaton being one that he likes to, to work with. Um, I, think, I think he's done quite a few things Johnny with Johnny Depp. Depp. And wow. and and that whole crew. I mean, they did that Alice in Wonderland movie. That was a pretty. Those were pretty good movies. Yeah. If you, um. The 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 movie with the pie. The the movie with the barber with that made the pies. Um. Come on, you know where we're going. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, good stuff. And Danny Elfman on the music. I mean, Danny Elfman's brilliant. Brilliant composer. 
So the news broke on June 4th, and the fans of the original 1988 supernatural comedy have been buzzing with excitement ever since. Keaton, who played the iconic character Beetlejuice in the first film, is returning to reprise his role while Burton is set to direct. Beetlejuice 2 is expected to continue the darkly humorous and imaginative world established in the original movie. Details about the plot are still under wraps, but fans can anticipate a blend of eccentric characters, supernatural shenanigans, and Burton's unique visual style. The original Beetlejuice film, released over three decades ago, became an instant cult classic, winning over audiences with its offbeat humor and unforgettable characters. It remains a beloved favorite among fans of Burton's distinct brand of filmmaking. Oh the, yeah, it's I would say it's it's probably I don't want to call it his best film, but I mean it was it was definitely my introduction to Tim Burton. Yeah. I think um you know, they're doing it somewhere between live and the, his his visual style. Yes. The striping yeah, um, the, way, a, the way people are shaped, mm-hmm. um, the, way, co- the way heads are supposed to be shaped, and things like that are very bold color choices, yet dark, um, dark environments, yet bold color choices. Yeah, definitely. And the things that he wants you to look at are striking, uh, regardless right. of what he, they are. Right, exactly. And but, uh, I mean, that movie was just such a such a terrific mix of live action and then claymation. Yeah. But what, what we call practical effects rather than like CGI. Right. And that's what he's talking about is that they're going to use, they're going to make this film with practical effects as much as they can. Yeah. And I I was excited to hear that. I love practical effects. I think, I think it's a, it's a dying art that needs to be, to be held up higher right now. Uh, The sequel's announcement has generated significant excitement among fans who have eagerly awaited the news of a potential follow-up for many years. With Michael Keaton and Tim Burton at the helm, expectations are high for another memorable and entertaining journey into this particular world. Uh, Production and release dates of Beetlejuice 2 have yet to be announced, but fans will undoubtedly keep a close eye on further developments. Stay tuned for updates on this exciting project because I'll be following it. Um... I'm hearing. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm hearing like. This is exciting. I last I heard was like September of 24 is the expected release. So, that that's pretty exciting. And they've got um, Winona Ryder's on board. Okay. Um, the I'm mother. Listening. The mother. What's her name? Mara. Um, uh, 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 oh, uh, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was in uh, with Eugene Levy in um, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Right. She's on board. Now the father uh, is like a convicted sex offender, isn't he? I believe so. I don't. I haven't he heard was, anything. The father was the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. So they're probably going to write him dead. Probably. I I, I can't now, imagine that ever, he'll did, be back. Did you watch yeah. the cartoon that came out after Be- after Beetlejuice? The Beetlejuice I did not. Cartoon? I did not. Now, in, now in that cartoon, like uh, the daughter and Beetlejuice were like. Hanging out. Yeah, I, I saw some of that, and not a lot of it. Um, but the one, the one thing uh, I did hear that that I, I'm a little jazzed about is uh, Winona Ryder's character supposedly is going to have a daughter in this upcoming Beetlejuice two. Well, I would, ha- I would hope so. 
and it's going to be Jenna Ortega. Ooh. So many reasons to see this movie. Yeah, I mean, great actresses, actors and actresses, uh, pretty people. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited the track, for it. Like, the per- well cast, I would say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You know, she, I would say she is the new Winona Ryder. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she is the new, like, if they were going to remake. She, she's the gothy chick right now. That yeah, she's the go-to yeah, gothy definitely. chick. Gothy and, hot chick. And, you know, and again. We need, we need one. Yeah, ev- every generation needs one. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and we don't have Polly Perrette anymore, so. Right. There's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, there's just something about Burton's style, the, the, the way that he, he, his visualizations, the way that he crafts music around them, whether it's composed things that he, he's getting Danny Elfman to put together specifically for what, what it is, or, or just his choice for soundtrack. I, you know, if you go back to the original Beetlejuice, the, the soundtrack choices were brilliant, as, just as brilliant as the the compositions. Oh yeah! Oh Christ! The, some of those in the Banana Boat song. Oh yeah, yeah! All the all of that. Uh, what's it fucking called? Musical numbers, basically. <sighs> One oh, I can't. Harry Belafonte. Yes. Yeah. Just. He just they just used Harry Bell they, a couple of them. Yeah, there's a couple. Harry I, I, forget, song. I forget the other song that they use, but and that and that actually just brought this resurgence of people back to, yeah, you know. So hopefully they'll bring some, you know, they'll bring some good music back. Some, yeah. you know, that'd be that'd be cool. And that I mean, that's, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. Definitely, we'll, we'll do a definite review. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna stay on top of this. We'll, we're gonna follow the production and everything. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty exciting. I, you know, it, I'm a I'm a firm believer in you know it's cool to have new music in a movie, but movies are the perfect thing to drive back catalog, and I think back catalog sales are important. Yeah, it's it's why I've Absolutely. complained about not being able to play music on podcasts because I think podcasts, when when done properly, are going to sell back catalog anyway. Yeah, because no, definitely. If you and I can can sit here and come up with a song like, oh man, that was a great song. We should tell people to listen to it. And we tell however many people that listen to our show to listen to it. At least some of them are going to go check some, some of it out. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think movies are a great way to do that. Um, especially if you have a filmmaker that is adept at choosing a, a brilliant soundtrack. Most deaf. Most deaf, most deaf. I was uh, I was focusing on our live stream. Oh, who's out there? Anybody? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. So, it matters not. So 12, 12 minutes ago, right before Pete called in, he actually messages me, "What's the number to call in?" Are you fucking serious? I swear to you. <laughs> What's the number to call in? At least once, if not multiple times in every segment, I lean over and, and someone says 1646-VIRUS-01. That's 1646-VIRUS-01 to call into the show. Wow. And I'm <laughs> in, in when Pete 
messaged us and said, I won't make it. And you said, hey, call in. I immediately turned around with, I didn't even give him the virus zero. And I, I laid the whole number out. I said, I, I, I said, I one, six, four, six, eight, four, seven, I really eight, seven, oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That's, I, I could have swore I, I, I saw that. And then as you were talking there, I'm like, did I miss him asking for it? Did I, did I miss that? Or did I really, you know, no, he messaged me directly. I, I have, I have this, I have this thing where I like, I'm like, did I really remember it that way? Did that really happen? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That happened. Sure did. So, uh, yeah. So uh, even after all of that, he still asked you while we were, while we were live. Yes. We were doing the show. And he's asking, he's asking what the number is supposed to be uh-huh. to, to call in and do a kidnapping prank. If he had actually checked to see that we were live at the time, he could have just looked over my head. Yeah, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many places you can get. You know, if you go to the, if you go to the Media Virus uh, Network on, on Facebook, uh huh, the action button is, is a, a call phone button. Call. Yeah, it's a call button. It'll just that call calls the number. Yeah, that's what it does. That's yes. what it does. It yep. calls the media. I have it in my phone as media virus hotline. It's okay? the hotline. It's a hotline. 646-VIRUS-01. If you don't know, if you don't know a number by now, you will, will never, ever, never, ever know my number. Speaking of numbers, coming you know, up. I think it was Family Ties that made made that that song so popular. If you don't know me, yeah, mm, I don't know. All right, I don't. What were you saying? I don't specifically remember. I was going to say, speaking of numbers, uh, we've got J- just the tips number forty three coming up later on. Coming up after uh, the break in the C block, just the tips number forty three. Did we? Uh, we, we have any more news stories lined up for? I don't, but I do have a couple of interesting, uh, at, at the, the way I set up the TikTok nonsense corner this week, I've, I had two, um, two kind of long TikToks that I put at the end. Uh, and one is, uh, a teacher doing Gen X trivia with his young students. Oh yeah. I saw that. That's, yeah. that's an interesting, uh, thing that I, I you can kind of guess how it goes, but the things that he brings up were, were interesting and fun to think about uh, and watch the kids' reactions. And then uh, the other one is uh, a man on the street reporting uh, as he speaks with um, presumably Gen Zs or Z-tards, as I'd like to call them, uh, asking them pretty— Did you coin that phrase? I may have. Z-tards. Z-tards? I, I love it. Uh, because uh, uh, they don't seem to know much. No. And, and they, they're they not even offended by it. Um, but I am. And I'll share that with you in the C block. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's, that's coming up uh, after this. I guess we'll just uh, end the segment then. We can do that. Because... Go the C block, baby. Let's do it. Because... 
that's who we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are the bosses here at the Media Virus Podcast. Uh, you can call us at one six four six virus zero one. Hate to belabor the point, but you know Pete did call in and did send me a message asking. So it's one six four six virus zero one. Get you through to us. If we're not on the air at the time, you can leave us a message. Uh, we'll play it on our air and see what you have to say. Uh, you can also email me or Matt or or, or Pete. Uh, let's see, I'm PML at themediavirus.com. Maddie right. is Maddie at themediavirus.com. And mm-hmm. Pete is Pete at themediavirus.com. If you want to get in touch with Big Daddy, the way to do that is JTT at themediavirus.com. And you can send him uh, pretty much whatever you want to. He prefers nudes and uh, <laughs> questions about um, sexual relations that he can answer on Just the Tips. And speaking of Just the Tips, we'll be back with Just the Tips right after this. I still have the, uh, the YouTube up on my computer. <laughs> 